So have you ever thought about vampires and colorism? <laughs> well, I sure have. I'm Rain Coleman and this is Carefree Black Nerd B-Size. Alright y'all, this is Carefree Black Nerd B-Size, just a chill, low-stakes conversation, rambling on, talking, venting, exploring, stream of consciousness, 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 and all that good stuff. I'm Rain Comey, you can find me on Twitter and on TikTok at Carefree Blurred, on Instagram and YouTube at Carefree Black Nerd. So jumping right into it, um, I realize that vampires are probably my favorite uh, paranormal character uh, construct ideal and I'm sure there's a lot to unpack as to why that is but that's not what this episode is about so I this the thought for this conversation came up when I just ordered and received my copy of season one of the interview of the vampire and I was going through some of my old TikTok videos and like my first watch conversations and thoughts and ideas surrounding the show and about the race bending and all that good stuff and it actually sent me way back to 2008 with twilight with the movie so for those of you who've been following me online for quite some time it should be no surprise that i was was kind of still is a twilight fan and it is something that i don't know i can't pinpoint exactly why well, I can. The nerdy um, comic book, TV show, sci-fi, paranormal part of me that liked that type of stuff latched onto that. And I used to say it was a guilty pleasure, but I won't say that because it's just something that I enjoy. Like, that's not... And I know that the Twilight movies are not great. They're not great whatsoever, but, I mean, hell, we all have that one franchise or one movie that we like that just may not be the best thing. So, fast forward to 2011, I went on a date with my ex, and we went to see Breaking Dawn Part 1, and... I remember the ending and being like already invested. I was watched the whole series and got to that part and I was like, okay, they doing something. And I may be mistaken, but I think, was that the first time that there was a like to be continued movie split into two? Cause I know we have Endgame and Infinity War and I'm sure there's others that just are not coming to mind right now. But I, and y'all listeners, let me know, because even if it's something that I haven't seen before, um, but like I said, I can't think of anything right now, but let me know if you know of any movie franchises that had a to be continued part two prior to Twilight Breaking Dawn part one, which was in 2011. I would venture to think that maybe this was the first but i could be wrong anyway so moving on so 2011 we went to see uh breaking dawn part one interesting the ending we all know of course spoilers for everything twilight in this uh, damn podcast if you ain't seen that movie then skip ahead a little bit but we ended with bella having all the venom in her body being pronounced dead and then we see the transformation of her body rebuilding itself off of Edward's venom from the inside out. 
her uh, organs and stuff start to re which let me say regardless to how you feel about twilight i think i would imagine i would hope i would not hope well, but i would think that you could look at that transformation sequence and like see how dope that was because i think there are some things within that franchise that were done well or executed well enough that it would um you could find interesting and so with her body rebuilding itself and then like she's in that little blue dress and oh i've seen that so many times i think that's when carlisle's like oh now we just wait such such and then the last final frame is a close-up on her eyes they open and she has those blood red eyes like that was dope as hell to me so we go see that so me and my ex get together and then over the course of our relationship i got um a job at the airport and at the airport i worked at a kiosk on some days and i quite literally after breaking dawn part one i want to say i was also rewriting one of my novels at that time and i know that for certain because one of the characters I don't know if this will ever come out, but one of the characters was a flight attendant and I got so much research done just working at the airport and I was working on that simultaneously while also reading through Breaking Dawn. Like that was such a wild time. So I do all that and I got to the end of Breaking Dawn, the actual book and I was like, okay, this is cool. So when we went to see Breaking Dawn part two in 2012, totally fucking gagged when motherfucking Carlisle's head was being held like a fucking purse. When I tell you, I was in that theater like, hold the fuck up, this ain't what I read. So I'm sure others were as well, but because I read that, and that was the only Twilight book I've ever read, was Breaking Dawn, and I read a different ending. <laughs> they got me, they got me. So, all that being said, um, I bring up Twilight because it was it's one of the series that I enjoy that was like a guilty pleasure. I don't call it that, but to categorize it, that's what it was. And it is Stephanie Meyer is problematic as the fuck. And she that's something that at that time I did not know to be absolutely true. But throughout watching that series, I felt something was off. And it's not even so the thing that I felt was off was the treatment of the um, Native American people and then also the uh, absence of black folks minus Laurent. So in that series, it, I, I noticed a lot of it, but being a black kid of the 90s, growing up watching TV shows like in early childhood, you didn't see a whole lot of uh, sitcoms and stuff that starred black people. Now, of course, they came around and there were those there. Um, you got your family manager, you got your Fresh Prince, you got your Living Single, you got like you got all that, but you also, um, I grew up on Mad About You, Murphy Brown, uh, Just Shoot Me, Seinfeld, um, just any number of, you know, white centered shows. And that's not even just comedy, just across the board. And so, though watching it, even the first that first film, the movie felt odd. I still was like, it, it didn't feel any more odd than what I'd already been watching since watching TV. So Laurent is important to this conversation because that nigga was ashy as the fuck. So with this powerhouse of a series, with Laurent and his ashy ass, I've seen dark-skinned vampires a la Blade, Vampire in Brooklyn, etc. like before. That was not 
unheard of, but there was a very clear difference in the handling of those characters than you see with a Laurent character. And that's what's so interesting to me is, if I could take a quick aside there, I know you guys remember, how many years ago was that? Where there, now it's always been talked about, but I think there was a couple articles that came out about black people who are actors having to do their own hair and makeup because of the um, the folks who were hired were not hired and trained on black hair. And that's one of the reasons why I, as a kid, or even just as a person consuming media growing up, was always like, how the hell you in a zombie apocalypse, but you got that fresh lineup? Or how the hell these people stuck at sea, but this girl Braze is retwisted so well? And that's part of like movie TV magic, sure. But the other part of it is when you have to do your own fucking hair, how are you the talent doing your own hair, but the other folks on cast don't have to do that? And so a lot of it just boils down to representation. And Laurent's hair, his little wig was, it was, I don't think it was the worst. His locks, I don't think it was the worst. Could have been better, but you know, that wasn't the most striking thing. The most striking thing about him was that he was so fucking ashy. And being next to, I forget the other two names, the blonde dude with the ponytail who was like a tracker and the redhead. They were pale as fuck, but they were very clearly white people. So that like made sense. Okay, they've died. These people have died. Um, they are now vampires. There's no blood flowing through their body. <sighs> Laurent is such a thorn in my side because of the handling of him and because it opens up or, or it's adjacent to a larger conversation about how black people are treated in fantasy and sci-fi and adjacent um, genres of media. You'll see folks who are complaining about when the Game of Thrones House of the Dragon came out, that there were the black leg of the family. You have folks complaining, I believe, was it The Hobbit or the, I think it was The Hobbit TV series that had some black uh, mythical, mythical people. <laughs> and it's, Hell, even we saw it with The Little Mermaid with Halle Bailey being Ariel. And it's this weird space to inhabit where for these people, black people at large can only be depicted in contemporary struggle, gang violence, stereotypical roles or relegated as the uh, the sassy black friend or the token black person or like that's so when you see Laurent who is the only black person now I know there's Zafrina and is it Serafina and Zafrina the two Amazonian vampires we'll get to them in a bit but taking them off the board for a second Laurent is like the only black person in this franchise which again everything does not have to center a certain race of people but when you opt to include him, how do you not do it correctly? Laurent looks fucking crazy. That man looks like when Flex played Michael Jackson and had all that white makeup on his face. What are we doing? He looks like a fucking travesty. There's no way on earth that man should be ashy like that. Also, does becoming a vampire just remove you from your blackness, like in your cultural identity? Like not even to say that he's a black people are a monolith, but like, bro, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? 
So, I don't know, I just think when you get to these fantasy projects and these projects that have more paranormal and supernatural elements, folks are constantly yelling and screaming about black people's inclusion and why they're there and this doesn't feel accurate, this, that, and the third, when it's a fantasy made up fucking story. So, with Laurent being ashy as hell, it, <laughs> it was interesting and like I said, this was triggered from my um, review of my interview to Vampire um, uh, videos after receiving my DVD this past uh, couple days. So during Interview the Vampire, I remember the first watch. I want to say it was this, what caused me to think this happened right after Claudia was turned. And I posed the question about what does a dark-skinned vampire look like in this world? Uh, because though we've seen Louis and Claudia be turned, they were both already light-skinned black people. So the way in which they were handled and their aesthetic and their complexion and their makeup and stuff looked good. Like they looked, they looked good. And I, I especially like this is a quick aside. I especially liked how Louis looked gray for a second when he first turned and then the color came back. He looked phenomenal. So shout out to Jacob Anderson, the makeup department, all of that. But I was very concerned with how black, dark-skinned vampires would be treated in this world, uh, mainly because of Laurent. Now, don't get me wrong, I have seen dark-skinned black vampires before, a la Eric Brooks, Vanessa Brooks, Maximilian, Detective Rita Vader, Julius Jones, but those are, again, black vampires in properties that had black hands on them. Wesley Snipes and Blade. Blade wasn't gonna be ashy, that just was never gonna be the case, never. Then you have uh, Vampire in Brooklyn. Eddie Murphy was not about to have him and Angela Bassett uh, out there looking crazy as hell. They just was not going to happen. But when you look at, again, a Stephanie Meyer in Twilight, and we see how horrible Laurent is, like, just take a minute and hold up Laurent next to Maximilian, next to Blade. And hell, not even that. Like, well, yeah, them specifically. And look how odd they look. Because... Vanessa, played by Sanaa Lathan, and Detective Rita, played by Angela Bassett, they are a bit lighter. So they aren't really my concern with this kind of conversation, but even them, they look good as well. Um, but hold up Blade, Maximilian, and Laurent next to each other and see how starkly different they are, especially considering Blade and Maximilian were late 90s, early 2000s. And then you get Laurent in 2008, and what the fuck is that? So again, like, forgive me for posing the question that, like, what would this black, dark-skinned body look like in an Anne Rice interview with the vampire? Now, the other thing that gave me, that prompted that question was that Anne Rice is a white woman. Now, I am familiar with her in name and in some of her properties, and I've mentioned in previous episodes and podcasts and YouTubes, all that, how I've seen uh, Interview with the Vampire and Queen of the Damned, etc., but I haven't revisited them specifically because I'm going to wait until season two is done of the series. But take ourselves back to um, the beginning of Interview with the Vampire, the series, and I had a bit of a concern about the race bent Louis uh, because my 
my biggest concern was how was he going to be handled? One, I'm a Jacob Anderson stand, but two, making Louis Black, what is that going to look like? How is that going to impact the story? And I'm not ashamed or afraid or anything to admit that it took me several episodes before I was okay with, um, with the change, not because I'm against gender bent race bent characters that like that's neither here nor there but it was just like i did not know if these people the showrunners and the like were going to do an exceptional job with the black characters in this film or in this show because again it's we've been proven time and time again that when it comes to folks who are not in the community or of the community representing us and hair and makeup and clothing and dialogue and plots and storyline and just screen time they're not done so well i mean look at iris on the flash you know i mean there's so many examples to pull from but that being said it took me a while but i warmed up to it and it's now one of my favorite shows now when Claudia got turned and I prompted that question again, it was all because of Laurent and I got some pushback, which was so surprising to me because the way in which I worded that video was very clear. And I very much mentioned how my concern was because of Laurent and his handling in Twilight. And because, you know, Anne Rice being a white woman, I didn't know if um, Louis would be handled properly and having this team putting the show together if they would do uh this man justice which you know eventually like i said i realized that they did but there weren't any um dark-skinned black vampires in um in interview with the vampire so um despite the pushback most people understood where i was coming from and i was like okay well this is this is done well now the one thing if i could take another aside that i think um shows that this show has done well one armand though he's not black he has beautiful skin that man i, I that man's skin is fucking phenomenal beautiful but he's very um very like a deep brownish red like a very dark dark terracotta like he's he's a beautiful person in general and then him as armand chef's kiss uh delaney hales she isn't dark and um the actor playing Armand isn't as dark as I'm considering in my head either but she isn't as dark um complected but she is darker than Bailey Bass who played the first Claudia in the first season and so when I see her on screen she looks really good like they really did a good job with her and I can't wait to see how that progresses but that's the podcast for another day um but when I look at these two properties, both Twilight and um, Interview with the Vampire, I was nervous. And I don't think, and I could be wrong, I'm trying to remember if there were, I don't think there were any other black vampires in Interview with the Vampire in that coven. Because I think the two trailers that we've seen from se season two have been centered on that like artsy coven that has like a Broadway musical some shit i don't know but y'all seen the trailer um i don't think any of them have been black because i would have noticed that um so yeah every all that being said that was my concern um so within getting that pushback i was like but do you not get where i'm coming from i'm not saying either of these people are wrong even though we know stephanie meyer is terrible and i'll prove that with this uh this video so there's a young lady on tiktok named connie ah 
phenomenal uh phenomenal creator she's a white woman who has um i think i'm a twilight fan like i like the the movies i think they're dark and moody they fit my vibe so if i am doing something around the house or getting some writing done i can quite literally put those on screen and just let them play they're minimal dialogue not a whole lot of loud burst of action maybe here and there but overall like aesthetically if you're thinking of like mood they're dark and toned down something that you would think of watching during like a rainy sunday or something um and so i think i'm a, a, a fan oh shit laurent in here sorry bro so i think i'm a fan but this girl like is a, is a stand like she but what she does is she calls out a lot of the racism and, and mess that she's found within the twilight franchise and she does it in a very like factual way like looking at the documents looking at the lore looking at what's canon and what's not stephanie meyer's intentions versus the pushback that she got from other people because apparently there were not supposed to be black vampires whatsoever which when we look at a character like jasper that makes 100 percent sense why would a woman who wrote jasper be blm or are down for the cause when it comes to black people so i'm going to play her um one of her videos specifically about laurent and about racism and then i'm going to make sure to link her in the show notes so if you do want to take a look at her profile and look at some of her other videos because she has an extensive list of videos discussing uh this to this specific commenter but every now and again we have to have this conversation where we explain why it is not at all a reach to say that the vampire transformation process as described in twilight is racist there are no vampires with dark skin in the twilight world and that is intentional it was written that way and before anybody says it no i am not forgetting about laurent first of all laurent was not written to be a black character stephanie's face cast for him was john stamos but even if that were not the case the trans transformation process as per Stephanie written in the guide leeches all pigment from the skin and I need everyone to understand because this comes up every time people who are not white do not become white when they die she didn't say they get a little pale they get a little gray what it says is the venom leeches all pigment from the skin so that regardless of original ethnicity a vampire skin will be exceptionally pale the hue varies slightly with darker skin humans having a barely discernible olive tone to their vampire skin but the light shade remains the same also, mind you, the vampire transformation process is described as beautification. There is no reason this should have been written. It does not make sense biologically or science-wise. That is not how that works. And it doesn't make sense vampire-wise either because this is literally just something she made up. And this is not even getting into the other blatantly racist themes that are present in the saga, which I talk about all the time. How the wolves are portrayed, Edward versus Jacob, the racist rhetoric, the fact that the Quileute tribe is a real tribe and they came out and said and created a whole website which you can find in my link tree talking about how they were misappropriated and never compensated this would not be a reach on its own but it is certainly not a reach in context of the story you can look through my playlist and you'll find plenty of content talking about this we all talk about it i'll continue to talk about it but on a related note the very few vampires who are described as being people of color in the books while they have light white skin because of the transformation process they are described as feral and uncivilized so it's not anything close to a reach it wouldn't be a reach on its own very few people sit down and think to themselves I'm going to write something racist. Regardless, it is, and it's very blatant. So the uncivilized vampires that, and I, her name, her name is Corinne. 
Oh, I believe that's her name. I'm getting it all wrong, but it will be linked in the show notes. So the uncivilized vampires that she was discussing was Zafrina and I think Cena. I, I'm going to get these women's names wrong. But all that being said, there are so many videos that she's put out that I am like in 100% agreement with. Twilight is a fucking shitty franchise as it pertains to more than just black people, just overall. Um, it is... I don't know all that evidence there as delivered by someone who is very much in the know um, makes the Laurent thing even more frustrating. Now, this is another thing, and it's, it's adjacent, but not really, because it isn't necessarily colorism, but it's more or less the racism with Laurent. Him and I think Arena were lovers and we never saw them together. Now, again, I didn't read the other uh, Twilight book so I don't know if, if in the books they were as well but it's really interesting when you look at the black and POC characters and how they're portrayed in a property and it may be things that are happening to them or they are doing that are similar to other people but when there's only one of one that makes it stand out and it's like you have to be very cognizant about the way in which you're treating characters regardless of color of sex gender disability etc especially when they're one of one because your storyline might be something that is just regular and decent in the world of this particular property but when it's happening and it's just them it's like mm, that looks kind of odd case in point mayfair witches oh i just the maid delphine they I won't go back down that route, but circling back to interview with the vampire. So, uh, my concern was, I, I don't know what a black dark skin vampire looks like in this world. And we may never get one and you know, whatever, that's fine. Cause what we have now, um, is a good story. It's a good show. I was just nervous about because the show, once I warmed up to it was so good. It was like, when is the next shoe going to fall? When are they going to fuck something up? And where I see them, fucking up could definitely be with a dark-skinned vampire um especially after season one of mayfair witches and seeing how much of a train wreck that was i was like oh amc and rice universe is not um impermeable or impenetrable when it comes to bullshit storylines and stuff like that because we can get to the black folks treatment in that series as well oh but i won't go there so all in all i just think it is interesting the way in which mythical paranormal supernatural characters are handled both in storyline and in visibility and re relevance and especially in aesthetics from hair and makeup um to hell just the lines that they're given when they are black and how not only the show treats these characters and, you know, presents them to the world, but also in how the fans receive those characters. Now, you can't be held responsible for how other people respond to, uh, I mean, you can if you're the show, but like me as a fan, I can't, I'm not held responsible for people hating that, you know, there's a black family in House of Dragon, like whatever, that's bullshit. But I think that if more care was put into more representation which i did I, I did for the life of me i can't believe it's that freaking hard if i'm going to have a chinese trans vampire how hard is it to find a chinese trans person who likes vampire lore 
Or how about, hey, a Chinese person? Like why just, like if I'm going to translate this to the big screen or even to TV, how hard is it to outsource or to hire on people of that community? I just, I don't think it's that freaking hard. It should not be that complicated, especially when you have indie folks putting out projects like it's nothing and not like it's nothing like there's work put into it but you get what i'm saying um i just don't it just makes no sense to me especially when it comes to black people when there are a fuck ton of black hairstylists black makeup persons black wardrobe is like wardrobe is <laughs> wardrobe agents i don't know whatever people who does who do wardrobe there's a fuck ton of them and if you don't want black folks in your projects just don't don't put us in there just don't because if this the end result is Laurent and not Maximilian or not Eric Brooks, like why would we want that? Now there are a ton of folks in the indie space, both in like comics and books and or prose books and comic books and TV and web series and stuff that are like putting out their content. Uh, Phenomenal Chef's Kiss. I know there's like Witch City. There's a few that involve witches. I can't think of any that have vampires. Oh my God, there's one. There's this young lady. And forgive me, I don't want to say young lady. Um, it's it's because I don't know their pronouns. Um, they're kind of studdish and i only bring it up because if you know who i'm talking about like i think that might that might that might jog your memory if you've been on tiktok and seen them as well a little bright skin slim uh studly person but they're doing they're in film school and doing a vampire fraternity sorority black college like indie film i have to find that i'm i'm gonna I'm going to make it a point to find that and add it to the show notes because I want you guys to look at that as well. That, that motherfucker is doing the work. So I haven't seen, I've seen one scene from that and I haven't watched their videos in a few months. So there's probably either more of this out or the like film itself is out. And if so, I don't know, we'll worry about that later. But all that being said, there are people who are doing the work. I just think that it's odd that folks give pushback when black folks and anyone in any community that is affected by the depiction on screen, but specifically black folks in this context, when it's like, why the fuck does he look like that? And, and having hesitation when it comes to another creator and rice and the depiction of dark skinned vampires or the concern about what that depiction is going to look like with the Armand that we got. I'm not really that concerned about and rice if they're if they are to introduce a dark skinned vampire because like armand again beautiful skin wonderful actor uh down just great but i think it's odd when people have that uh visceral reaction that's like oh you're complaining or oh at least he's there and this then the third it's like mm, no we don't want to get table scraps if you're gonna do it do it the fuck right how about that do it like you've done everybody else do it like the show b day do like it shall be day um because you the only thing you got on the colors is that they had bad wigs like stephanie meyer is the white tyler perry when it comes to wigs that's probably about it but like outside of that they were depicted regularly so i don't know um i just thought that was pretty interesting the conversation about vampires and colorism specifically because the dead and the pale is has been a long-standing thing when it comes to vampires and yes we got akasha with uh, with Aaliyah, but like that's very different that's like halle berry being storm that is a big bigger than life star who 
by the way, it's also not dark skin. So like even to add her or Zafrina, Zafrina in the conversation or Cena, I forget that other girl name in the conversation does not really align with what I'm discussing, which is colorism and vampirism. <laughs> but when it comes to black folks, more times than not, it's been done well, it's been done right. Cause we know ourselves and we know our color and we know what we look like on screen and all that. I'm just hoping that going forward that we don't get no bullshit like Laurent again. Like, come the fuck on. Also, this is made up. So I know the conversation can be, oh, that's how she wanted it and she made up. That doesn't make any less racist. But that being said, you're absolutely right. This is what Stephanie Meyer decided and that's what it is. But it's not what she decided. She didn't even want fucking black vampires. Also, even if you make up the rules of this world and they happen to be racist, that are still racist. It's not excluded because you made a fictional world. That's like still a racist thing. Like, what are you talking about? What's that clicking? So... <laughs> I don't know, man. All in all, I just want to see better representation when we do get these black folks on screen. Laurent ain't it. Oh, we never get a Laurent aesthetic again. I don't want it. I don't. I And I'm curious. And... <laughs> To white folks out there i'm not even saying don't be a fan of twilight well whatever i had watched those stupid ass movies too but if there's a white person listening if you could let me know and please be honest did did laurent did you even what am i trying to say when first viewing laurent did did red flags go off in your mind or not? And if not, that's like, I want to know that as well. If it was like, no, he was just a black person on screen. Like, <laughs> tell me, did Laurent give you any pause? Not to say you had to be overblown and made this big, huge declaration about how ashy he looks. Like when you first saw Laurent on screen, did that man give you any type of pause when you saw that ashy ass black body or was it like, oh no, this is just what he looks like? Cause I want to know because even if, and this is me still going on. If we held up Laurent, though, they are not as dark skin. If you hold him up to the Amazonian, um, vampires like Zafrina and the other girl who name I can't get right. There is a very stark difference. I know those girls are not as dark as, uh, as Laurent, but like that is very different. That is, that is a, I don't know. I, I'm convinced Laurent is comic relief. There's no way. Oh my God. Ah, so thank y'all so much for listening to this episode of the B-Size. Twitter and TikTok, Carefree Blurred. Instagram and YouTube, Carefree Black Nerd. Email me at carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com if you got something you want to say, you want to get something off your chest. Because baby, I can't go anywhere without thinking that you're there. <laughs> There's like you're everywhere, it's true. Gotta be having deja vu. <laughs> So yeah, definitely um, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky, and I'll check you guys next time on the next Carefree Black Nerd B-Side.